0: hello are we on the air welcome to the beyond the mind podcast where we ask not what's in your head but what your head is in prepare to be inspired inspired to change your environment change your mindset and ultimately change your life willpower doesn't work people if you truly want to move away from stress and anxiety you have to start with your environment with So let's go. Let's apply some positive change into your world. Happiness is loading. loading. Welcome to the Beyond the Beyond the Mind podcast. Hello, podcast world. Ian Highfield here, just trying to get better at this podcast thing. This is my third ever episode of the Beyond The Mind podcast. I am hoping it's better than the first one and the second one, but not as good as the fourth. You know me as that person that in 2009 was living above a pizza shop, rent free, just been fired from my pharmaceutical job and had zero direction. Um, Over the last decade, I've been fortunate enough to put strategies into place that have led to me becoming a published author, a performance coach and someone who gets to stand on stage and spread positivity. So that's why I started this podcast. I want to help you make positive change in your life. What are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the two mental skills Yes, the two mental skills that all, absolutely all, high performers have. But in true beyond the mind fashion, we're not just going to talk about them. We are also going to discuss how you can practically apply them into your daily habits, into your environment to ultimately change your mindset. Remember, willpower does not work. If you truly want to make a change, you have to change your environment. So, let's go, let's chat. What are the main two mental skills that you must have if you want to be successful? This is a question I'm asked actually quite a lot because of my work with high-performing athletes. And undoubtedly, undoubtedly the number one skill. The number one skill that highlights itself again and again and again and again, and I can't stress this enough, is the ability to deal with adversity. I'm going to repeat that because it's so important. The ability to deal with adversity is the number one psychological skill in high performers, and that can be athletes, That can be CEOs of huge banks. That can be teachers that perform and get the most out of their classroom. That can be to be the best parent that you possibly can. The number one skill, mental skill, that you need to be successful in all those arenas, or quite simply the arena that we call life, is the ability to deal with adversity. How do I know this? I know this from... Spending time with elite athletes. I know this from my journey and I know this from reading lots and lots and lots and lots of papers um, on the science of human learning and the science of human performance. So let's discuss that a little bit more. My journey. So as I've told you guys, I was pretty directionless around 2008, 2009. Uh, I graduated university, failed collegiate rugby player. Uh, really didn't make the grade, replaced playing rugby um, with partying with my friends. I'd do a little bit of study here and there, just enough to get by. But I really didn't know what I wanted to be. And I really didn't actually know how to progress successfully in life. I didn't know what mental excellence was. I didn't know how important your daily habits were. No one had taught me this. But I started to invest in myself. I took my last £2,000. last £2,000 that I had did a motivational course, and that course changed my life. And I decided I am going to be a performance coach. That was it. I am going to be a performance coach. I did not know how I was going to do it, and I really didn't know why I wanted to do it at the time. But I decided I was going to be a performance coach. So what I started doing was I started coaching... um, golfers at the local golf club. I was a pretty good golfer. I was playing off three handicap. I could I could shoot under par from time to time. Um, and I found myself reading and understanding high performance habits. But as I looked around me, these junior golfers, they weren't necessarily being given what they needed to create these habits. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start coaching junior golfers. Hopefully one day, professional golfers, um, I'm actually as well going to start helping people that are suffering from anxiety, depression. I'm going to start to promote these high performance habits. So I started to do this. The first thing I was told was when I started to work with individuals, I'm not allowed to work with individuals because I'm not qualified. I'm not this, I'm not that. All I wanted to do was help. But did I listen? Didn't I listen? I don't know. I was confused at the time. The golf philosophy that I was starting to create started to get some traction. But people told me, you've never played professional golf. You're not a PGA certified coach. You're not this. You're not that. You can't just come and do this. And I would kind of listen. And it changed the way I talked to myself a little bit. I got nervous. I started to create doubt. But I was strong enough to push through those minor things. All those things that we face in society. You know, people are negatively wired. We are designed to see things negatively. That's why when we come to cross the road, we stop and we look because our brain has designed us to think that way. We don't want to get run over. If you're going to change a light bulb in your house, you'll probably get someone to hold the base of the ladder because you're fearful that the ladder is going to slide away. We are negatively wired. So people's negative wiring started to be put on to me about what I was trying to do. Um, Did I listen? Didn't I listen? I didn't really know what to do at the time. I just kind of ticked on. And then I actually came back from a holiday um, in Las Vegas. And I turned up to the golf club that I was a paying member at. And all my ideas, everything that I had shared with the golf club, with the junior athletes, with some of their parents... Was shut down and they'd employed someone else to do the very thing that I was being criticized for doing. Now, there's my first hit of adversity. So, what did I do? I could have quit, but I didn't. I actually used it as motivation and I took my philosophy that was on sheets of scrap paper dotted around everywhere, I typed it up on a computer, I made it into a nice informative booklet and I went round many, many, many more golf courses, showed the professionals there, hey, this is what I'm trying to achieve and unbelievably, the person that backed me, who I'll be eternally grateful to and the person that gave me my first break was actually the person who coached elite professional players And was my ticket to coaching players of the highest, highest level. Some of the world's best athletes. So I'm eternally grateful for them. And I'm eternally grateful to the golf course that shut me down. Because the adversity they threw my way, it presented an opportunity. Now, eventually I end up in the USA. And I'm coaching in the USA. I'm director of performance at this huge academy. Huge financial backing. Hundreds of students to work with. Unbelievable opportunity. And guess what? More adversity. Some of the coaches there, whether they were threatened by me, whether they liked what I did, whether they didn't like what I did, they tried pretty hard to shut me down. Just like I'd faced previously. At one point, certain coaches didn't allow me to coach students in their group, even though the parents were requesting it. Again, what could I do? I could have quit I could have gone back home, I could have said this isn't fair but you know what I did? I invested that time and that energy into writing a book so as I was being oppressed, yes I was full of negative energy I was almost full of despair, I didn't know what to do but I took that negative energy and I took that time that was being freed up because I wasn't being allowed to chase my passion and chase my dream and I put it into a book and that was my first published book. Then I've had problems with investors. I've had investors in businesses tell me, hey, yeah, we'll give you this much money and we'll do this and we'll do this. And then when things always, things are always going to be hard, when things got hard, they've turned the screw on me. They've turned the screw harder and harder. They've told me, hey, all the risk is with me. You have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. Don't do this, do this. So much instruction, and I've lost sight of my passion. And then ultimately, when it came down to it, and the investors have pulled out, 100% of the risk wasn't with them. They left me with debts to pay. They left me doing what's right by other people. And at this point, I'm now starting my own consultancy firm with debts, trying to pay debts to other people from broken promises from other businesses. So adversity, when I first started this mission to become a performance coach, Adversity when I started to be successful. Adversity when I went 100% out on my own and launched my own business. And that's not even to add the adversity of um, things that have gone on in my personal life, where I'm 38 years old, I'm not a a father, I don't have a family. It's something I've wanted more than anything, more than I can ever describe. But unfortunately, for many reasons... um, Partners that I've had have decided they've not wanted to have kids. Partners I've had have decided they wanted to go on a different track with their life to the to the one that, that we were on as a team. And I used to look in the mirror and all I used to see was, man, 38 years old, failing business, and no family, no kids, no wife. But now I pushed on through that. The adversity actually helped me become resilient. The adversity I faced was a good thing. So linking this back, all that, all that um, adversity, all that stress that applies to me, my life. It's a brief insight, but I've managed to deal with it. And the reason I've managed to deal with it are these practical things that I do on a daily basis. Number one, I'm extremely grateful. Because I know that that adversity is nothing. It's nothing compared to what some people go through in other countries. Uh, In 2016, I was fortunate enough to be the keynote speaker in South Africa um, at a very, very big conference. uh, And I went and visited the townships there. And man, that gave me a different perspective on life. I saw children that had absolutely nothing whose lives were in danger from disease, from um, malnutrition. Um, They lived in absolute poverty. I saw them with huge, huge smiles on their faces. So every day, I'm grateful that I have what I have. And every day, I'm grateful for that adversity. You have to be grateful for that adversity. Every day, I write down, I am grateful for my adversity. I am grateful for my resilience. This is what changed my environment. I write down that I am grateful for the things that I have, the relationships that I have, and I also write down, I'm extremely grateful that I have two arms, two legs. I'm extremely grateful that I have a working heart. And when you can make this shift to this mindset, adversity, not only seems easier to deal with but adversity becomes a fuel it becomes a fire it drives you so remember willpower doesn't work you have to make changes to your environment you need to get a big piece of paper you need to get a very 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 expensive leather journal something that is going to compel you an investment that is big enough that you have to do this And every day you have to write down what you're grateful for. And every day when you're driving, when you're taking time out of your day, you have to think of these things. So often I tell junior athletes when they get angry or when they get frustrated, when they start screaming at their parents, when they throw golf clubs, when they quit during a soccer practice or a squash practice, I tell them, hey, There's a child in a cancer ward that would love the opportunity to hit that awful shot. There's a child in the townships that is playing soccer with a cola can and having more fun than you, and you're playing on this amazing pitch with this amazing soccer ball with all this amazing equipment. So we try and get some perspective. So if you want to develop the first... And number one skill in all performers, in all high performers, you have to get grateful. And you can't just think to yourself, yes, I'm going to be more grateful. You have to change your environment. If you engage in this, if you write it down, and if you set time aside every day to do this, it will change your mindset. But just listening to my words and thinking this is a good idea will not change your mindset. Number two, how else can you change your environment? Visualization. Now, often books like The Secret or um, often in sports psychology, visualize what you want. Visualize that red Ferrari. Visualize that dream house. Visualize hitting every shot perfectly on the golf course. Visualize that goal that you score and celebrating. No, 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 don't do that. Do not do that. Until you can also do this. I think in one of the Rocky movies, Rocky says life is not all sunshine and rainbows. And David Goggins, a crazy, crazy inspirational coach, um, says the biggest challenge in life is life. You need to callous your brain for life. So we all know that adversity is going to hit us one day. And the message that I'm providing to you guys is adversity... Is the number one thing that you're gonna have to overcome if you want to be successful so what should we visualize you need to visualize your body your breathing and your mind in times of trouble when you need to show resilience how are you gonna look how are you gonna act how are you gonna talk how are you gonna feel because most people when adversity strikes they have an automated response boom they, go, they get angry, they um, run away from the situation, they hide, they get emotional. And that's how we've wired ourselves over the years. And it's a perfectly natural response. But if you want to break that, if you want to break that response, you have to visualize yourself. Okay, this is what I'm going to look like when adversity strikes. This is what I'm going to look like in a difficult situation. I'm going to go into this business meeting. It's going to be difficult, but this is what I'm going to look like. This is going to be the tone of my voice. This is how I'm going to breathe on the golf course. I am probably in a 72 hole tournament going to hit a bad shot, but this is what I'm going to look like. This is what I'm going to say to myself. This is how I'm going to breathe. Body language, breathing, self-talk, great ways to deal with adversity amazing ways to deal with adversity but you have to see yourself doing it before you can do it so two ways that we can change our environment grateful exercises grateful exercises will help you deal with adversity start looking at what you have and what you have not got write it down do this on a daily basis change your environment the second one visualization Don't just do what books like The Secret say. It's good to do that, but you have to complement it with how are you going to look during hard times. Because if you don't ever visualize that, you will not build into that role. You have to see it before you can do it. Okay, so two ways, grateful exercise, visualization exercise are both going to help you be able to deal with adversity. And Ultimately, what are we doing here? If you listen to episode two, where I talked about Inky Johnson and his phenomenal, phenomenal goal setting and his ability to decide what he wants, but then really on a daily basis, living how he's going to get it and why he wants it. That is what we're doing here. We're helping you. I want to deal with adversity. How? How? You can't just want something and want it and want it. You have to know how. So if you want to be able to deal with adversity, how are you going to do that? You're going to do that with this grateful exercise, and you're going to do that with this visualization exercise. You're going to put it out there that you're doing it, and ultimately that's going to change your environment, that's going to change your mindset, and that's going to change your life. And I believe, passionately believe, over the last 10 years, I have become an extremely resilient individual. And that is because every day I'm focused not on what I'm going to achieve, but I'm focused on how I'm going to get it. And I've worked out and I've practically applied into my environment psychological strategies that will help me, that will help me change my mindset, I am now, on a daily basis, grateful when I face adversity. I'm excited to take it on and I enjoy the process of being resilient. I enjoy the challenge and I invite it. So I have found fulfillment, not in what I want, not the new watch, not the new car, not the new house. You will never find fulfillment there. You will just want more and more and more and more. I have found absolute fulfillment in becoming a resilient individual. I, every day, engage in those processes because I know that those processes shift my environment. They shift the people around me and ultimately, they shift my mindset. So, number two. Man, we ripped through number one, (laughs) but... We're out of time. So, and I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose because the second mental skill, the ability to adapt, I'm going to discuss in my next episode with a guest. And this guest is not someone you want to miss out on. Sam Crowley, the host of the Everyday is Saturday podcast, will echo this message 10x. I know that the adversity I've faced, yes, it was adversity to me, but compared to other people's situations, they would love to face that amount of adversity. Sam is one of those guys. You have to tune in to episode number four, where we're going to talk about the ability to adapt to situations, especially in this current time with the coronavirus. We're going to talk about Sam's journey and how he adapted during adversity to launch One of the most, yes, one of the most listened to podcasts in the world. Become a motivational speaker, corporate speaker, published author, all round awesome dude with an amazing family and be extremely, extremely fulfilled. So I'm super excited that Sam is the first guest that I'm having on because Sam is helping me on my journey, helping me be better, helping me change my environment. And ultimately, because I'm changing my environment, changing my mindset, spreading positive change and changing my life. Thanks guys. Um, Anyone who wants to discuss this more, ianhighfield.com, that's ianhighfield.com jump on my calendar, book your free 30 minute power call. If that is not quite up and running because we're early in the process email me at ian, I-A-I-N, that's ian.highfield at gmail.com everything over the next few weeks will start to synergize my calendar will be more effective and i look forward to helping you change your mindset change your environment change your life you've just taken a step forward to making a positive change in your life That's right, you're one step closer to leaving frustration, stress, and anxiety behind. This was the Beyond the Mind podcast. Let's apply some positive change into your world. Into your world.